to be a copywriter and to be intimidated by someone who's who's implore you know basically begging you to become an expert in marketing at least to the degree where you can talk the language speak you know speak to your client at a very deep level before you start writing putting pen to paper i think that there's an incredible lesson there you hear all the bull about marketing every day. Make your money in your sleep. My new offer is crushing it. My guru could beat up your guru. It's time to go right to the source and get the truth about marketing. With your host, the founder of CopyChief.com, Kevin Rogers. Hey, welcome back to The Truth About Marketing. It's great to have you with us. And this is going to be a jam-packed show. One of my uh, most popular guests, Brian Kurtz, is back with us today. My first three-peat guest, and with good reason, Brian is, uh, as you, I hope, know by now, a leader in our industry, a, a legend of direct response marketing, having mailed uh, 1.3 billion pieces uh, of mail, uh, uh, promoting books and, and other offers over his career. So it's just, there's no end to the lessons Brian can teach us. And he does it so well with such a, a loving, giving heart. So we've had a lot of fun with Brian on this podcast. Brian and I are both very, also very passionate about helping copywriters and companies find each other and do great work together. But today, uh, we're going to talk all about Brian's brand new book. Yes, a brand new book that you are absolutely going to want to uh, read, own, sleep next to, ingest, obsess on. It's called The Advertising Solution. And uh, one of the things we're going to talk about is why Dan Kennedy hates that name. And, uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, and all about the book, what it's about, uh, what you're going to discover in it, and some cool surprises. So, Brian, to start, before I even let you say a word, I, I want to... Um, read a blurb from the book uh this is because the book launches tomorrow and um uh this i, I thought this bur blurb really sum summed it up this is from ken mccarthy another great legend of our industry he says my quick diagnosis for how serious a copywriter or marketer is or how much potential he or she has is the answer to the question who are your heroes direct response advertising the kind of advertising that works best on the internet was not invented yesterday or even 10 years ago. Everything, and I mean everything, that works online today is based on principles. These principles were first sorted out decades ago by giants who tested literally billions of dollars worth of ads, offers, and selling strategies over the course of their careers. Put aside the latest internet fad of the day and read The Advertising Solution to get to know these giants. Make them your new best friends. It's the surest way to get rich that I know. Again, that's Ken McCarthy talking about Brian Kurtz's and Craig Simpson's new book called The Advertising Solution. So please welcome co-author Brian Kurtz. Thanks for being here, buddy. Thanks. You know you know what's cool, though? I just realized this. The, the name of your podcast is The Truth About Marketing. Yeah. And I just think that, because you know, I consider you to be one of the best coaches in in the world for copywriters, yeah, you. and you know how passionate I am about, you know, copywriters knowing about marketing, understanding direct marketing principles that makes them better copywriters. If they understand, I think we talked about this in one of our previous interviews. Again, I'm overstaying my welcome being on for the third <laughs> time. Not at but all. you know, the, when we talked about 
you know, the, the best copywriters understanding terms like lifetime value and, you know, understanding list segmentation, understanding, um, you know, what a regression model is. And not that they have to be experts in that, but the best copywriters I know are, are so passionate about their craft that to just write in a vacuum mm. and say, I know, I'm a good writer and I can just write. So anyway, I don't, I don't want to go off on a tangent there, but you know, that you, that you, that you call this the truth about marketing and yet your avatar is definitely more copywriters than marketers, although they're both. Right. Um, I just, uh, I applaud you, Kevin Rogers. Oh, thank you, sir. And I'll say, you know, it, one of the big revelations I've, I've had recently is that you, it's just not enough to be copywriter anymore. In fact, I still like la that label because everybody needs copy, right? But the truth is, if you're a copywriter, what you need to be is a marketing expert with copywriting as your specialty. You, mm. like, like you said, Brian, you can't just write in a vacuum. It's not, and that, that's why I get on people a little bit about this hand copying letters to death. Yes, it's helpful. It's a great way to improve your craft and all that. But the real value is in, in the things you mentioned, understanding how the markets work, how the numbers work, uh, the, the full picture. And, and you're right. You, you talk to a guy like Dan Kenny or, or any of these folks, they're obsessed. You know, they read, uh, they read advertising age. Uh, in all these uh, industry resources, and they just they want every piece of information they can get. It's not just about writing copy. Yeah, I mean, you know the story. You were there in the room when I did a presentation at AWAI, mm -hmm. which was basically they wanted me to do that presentation that said, you know, what does it take to write for the big dogs? Yeah. And I always felt terrible about that title because it made me sound like some elitist marketer who only you know, hires A-list copywriters, which actually – was true, but <laughs> how do I how do I recognize a list copywriters? Yeah, and I did a whole spiel in that in that presentation about you know asking questions of a, of a of a would be copywriter for boardroom when I was there about what they knew. I mean, I'd even like throw out buzzwords just to see if they knew what the hell I was talking about. Mm -hmm. And it was funny because if you recall, you gave me some great coaching basically on that presentation as well. But I remember there was. Um, there were people that came up to me. Remember the people came up to you? You were there, I think, when someone came up to me and said, Brian, you know, I, I didn't know who you are, but boy, that was so intimidating. And I'm like, holy crap. Well, you know, when I'm, when I'm, even when I'm umpiring a baseball game and I'm throwing a kid out, you know, I don't feel like I'm intimidating. And there I was, you know, I'm the nicest guy in direct marketing. And so that was a really interesting thing. But, yeah. but, the, but interesting here, here's the lesson for your, for your guys. You know, the, that, that, to be a copywriter and to be intimidated by someone who's who's implore, you know, basically begging you to become an expert in marketing, at least to the degree where you can talk the language, speak, you know, speak to your client at a very deep level before you start writing, putting pen to paper. I think that there's an incredible lesson there. And so, you know, it was very funny because I made jokes about being the most intimidating guy after being the nicest guy, you know. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, well, it, it, it is an intimidating thing. Uh, certainly what you shared could be intimidating to somebody who is a little bit of a hobbyist in this whole yeah. copywriting thing. I mean, because when yeah. you do get around the legends, uh, you, it, it, man, it's such a wealth of knowledge. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a special thing. And uh, the younger generation, I'll tell you, it's really interesting, Brian, to be in my position because I'm in awe of all the people – I occasionally get to rub elbows with and 
uh, sometimes call a great friend like John Carlton. I remember having dinner, you know, with, uh, you know, Clayton and, and, and Jim Punkry and, and Paris and, and Deutsch and this whole table. And I'm just sitting there going, I cannot believe I'm sitting at this table. And uh, Ben Settle said something great recently. He said, you know, those guys kind of look at it. They're just as interested in what we're doing because they know, like, they're the Rolling Stones, but we have the new sound. <laughs> and, and I thought that was a really cool way to think about it. It's, but everything we do today is based on, like Ken said in his uh, blurb, the, uh, uh, the principles and they, they're just never going to change. Uh, and that's, yeah. that's why I love that you wrote this book and I can't wait to read it because I, I have to be honest, I, I am not the ultimate consumer of, of information that I, that I, no, you, you posted on Facebook about that. Well, you fessed up that you're not a big reader of books. Well, yeah. And it's not that I don't want to, it's that I just, I don't know where people get the time, you know? Uh, yeah. That's why this book will be good. We, we should talk about that. Cause this book, yeah. you know, it, uh, I think Perry Marshall's blurb about the book talked about it being a checklist mm. that, you know, uh, even though he thought that the book, <laughs> he actually gave me some negatives on the book too. Just, you know, that it was written in a little, you know, uh, old fashioned style. But um, the fact is, you know, this book could sit next to your desk with your thesaurus and your dictionary and be a checklist for writing sales letters, writing headlines. Um, when you're doing list selection as it pertains to your copy, there's a bunch of things in there, which I'll talk about how I edited the book because Craig did most of the heavy lifting mm -hmm. on the writing and the getting the stuff out of the legends. But I edited it in a way that gave people lists, not checklists per se, but they ended up being checklists. Like, you know, these are the eight things every headline needs to have. These oh, are the man. things every sales letter needs to have. And they're from these legends like Robert Collier and John Caples and David Ogilvy and Claude Hopkins. And, That's you know, fantastic. Uh, yeah. So, so the first uh, chapter you're introducing each legends and let's, let's cover who they are. It's Claude Hopkins. Uh, yeah, Claude Hopkins, author of scientific advertising, um, the funny, the great thing I like to say about Claude Hopkins is that he wrote he wrote Scientific Advertising, which is a book that I recommend second to Breakthrough Advertising. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about Gene Schwartz in a second. But Claude Hopkins, who lived between the years of 1866 mm. and 1932, the guy died in 1932. Wow. And I got to tell you, that book is still one of the most important books mm -hmm. any copywriter or any marketer could read. And the beauty of it is there was no science in 1923 yeah. as it pertained to direct marketing. There were no computers to do analysis of mailings and ROI of your copy or your offer. Mm. And here's a guy that was hired. Uh, Craig gave me this statistic. He was hired by Lord and Thomas, which was an agency at the time, for $185,000 a year. Wow. In 1923. 07. Holy smokes. 1907. And, and the, a professor at Harvard at that time made $1,000 a year. So why would they pay him $185,000 a year? Well, you know what? It's the same reason why I paid my top copywriters at Boardroom sometimes you know seven figures in a year in royalties because mm -hmm. if they're making a million bucks, how much am I making? That's exactly so right. So people were following Claude Hopkins. And they were paying him, you know, this agency is paying him $185,000. Can you imagine the millions this guy was worth? Wow. So anyway, I, I think he's an awesome, I mean, yeah. obviously I didn't meet him. I was just, I just missed him. I was born right after. <laughs> 
Uh, uh, it, it, yeah, so Claude Hopkins, people don't know, uh, you know, this is the guy, you talk about everlasting, uh, you know, stamp, handprint on, on on advertising. He, he's the guy that was charged with, like, you know, getting people to want to brush their teeth. Things that just, like, you know, he was so good that he would get people to create new habits, right? It was, you know, so that's how much at least scientific thinking went, went behind the, the kind of advertising he did. And again, you, yeah. you just see it everywhere still today. Awesome. It's incredible. I, it's just awesome. And um, just a little, a little open loop tease. There's something about scientific advertising in the bonus package that will come with the book. If people actually, after they listen to all my propaganda, will actually buy a copy. Oh, great. Awesome. I love the teases and I love how the offers grow. <laughs> the bonuses right, right. seem to stack up whenever we talk. That's I always make offers to your list. <laughs> That's... I, I made an offer. I made an incredible offer oh, to man. your list. Hey, I don't know if is that still there because if, if somebody, yeah, just go listen to Brian's first episode. I wish I had the number of it handy, but boy, you want, you want a package of your life. Yeah. Um, I don't have many of those Titans packages left, but if yeah. it, yeah, people order that package, whatever that price was, I'll, I'll, I was going to send all those extra all those books. Extra books. Yeah. You're, you're so generous. I still honor that because I, and I'm not just saying this, Kev, I mean, you've had me on three times, but it's not by accident that I asked you three times, you know, it's like, why would I want to be part of your world? Because one of my missions in being the bridge of the greats of the past and bringing them forward with this book and everything else that I do has a lot to do with the next generation of copywriters, which you and I talk about all the time. And, you know, we're on a nice little mission ourselves. You're, you've been on the mission and I'm with you. You know, I think if we don't if we don't get the next generation of great copywriters who are you know, passionate in those niches, which is what we talked about in our last interview, um, we're, we're kind of sunk. You know, and I'm I'm yeah. totally committed to that. So Love anyway, it. yeah, much appreciated. OK, um, Robert Collier. So Robert Collier, I'll give you the years he lived, 1885 to 1950. Hmm. So this is a guy who died in 1950. So what the hell does he know about marketing? Right. <laughs> um, this is the guy who's like the father of the sales letter. There's a book he wrote. It's called the, the Letter Book by Robert Collier. And OK, so I can say this because he is not alive anymore and he won't be insulted. But his book's a snooze. I mean, not that it's a snooze in terms of information and value. It's a snooze because it's really hard to read. I mean, it's this big, thick book. I think it might be five or 600 pages, and it's in really small type. And But yet, it's got all the secrets to how to write a sales letter. I mean, this guy was the father of the sales letter. Mm -hmm. And so what the one of the beauties of this book that Craig and I wrote is that it, it'll give you a shortcut to getting into these legends. So we talked about Hopkins, now we're talking about Collier. But if you don't want to read, we surely should read scientific advertising. But if you don't want to read it right away and, and, and you don't want to read the letter book, you know, we've outlined some of the greatest hits of those books from those legends. And I got to tell you, the stuff that we listed out of the letter book, that's where we got into some really cool checklists of what, uh, mm. and for copywriters, this would be just gold if you have not studied Robert Collier. The other thing that Collier did, too, was he was sort of the father of showmanship in copy, like lumpy packages, doing stuff that, you know, I live to do. I mean, I love I, I wasn't able to do it at boardroom so much because we were mailing millions at a time. So we couldn't, you know, it wasn't cost efficient. But almost all of my clients now have specialized mailings, you know, 
direct mail, remember, direct mail to nine people is the same as direct mail to nine million. Hmm. You know, you still have to target, you still have to do certain things, but a nine piece mailing or a 900 piece mailing to people who've spent a ton of money with you can be three dimensional and, and that showmanship thing. And I got to tell you, Collier really had this down in a period of time where, you know, direct mail was king. But all of those things, I mean, what about all the shock and awe packages that people talk about now online, you know, creating online shock and awe? I think you'll get tons of ideas by seeing what Collier did in direct mail. And he was very one of the first guys that really just emphasized personalized mailings and urgency in mailings. So, again, you know, one of the forerunners. And there's some great checklists under the Collier stuff. Oh, man, I'm excited for this because, again, you're right. It, it's not – everybody will tell you, not easy getting through the letter book from Collier. No. And everybody no. kind of repeats the same big takeaways. So I have a feeling you're doing a, a great service not only in sort of condensing the best of, but I think you're going to help people get even more than they did out of Collier because – more people than are willing to admit are like me got like a third of the way through it and went, I, I can't, I can't, yeah, I'm tired, yeah. I'm falling asleep. It's funny, when, when when Craig approached me with this project, he had done a lot of, I said he did a lot of the heavy lifting to get, you know, because I don't think I would have had the patience to go through again Collier, um, Hopkins, and then the other greats we'll talk about in a second. Um, I mean, I've read all their books, but to go through them again and pull out the good stuff, mm-hmm. Craig did all of that. So that was great. So when he came to me and said, Brian, you want to do this book with me? I said, what do you need me for? You already did the heavy lifting. But then I said, wait a minute, I can add this editing piece where I could, you know, start figuring out how do we make this book usable Mm. as opposed to just being, you know, a a stroll down memory lane. Not that it was just that because Craig did some great work on his own. But I think what I did was what I added to the party was the usability and then I hated to say it, but I think I said it in my preface to the book that, you know, this will be the shortcut for a lot of people because mm-hmm. people who haven't heard of these guys, and as you said, they'll pick up the letter book and they'll say, I can't read this. And so I feel like we're doing an incredible, so I, I look, we're not creating a digest service. That wasn't my purpose no, right. in doing the book, but as a matter, you know, the way it worked out, it ended up being some of that. So that was a big benefit of doing this book and why I said yes to Craig. Love it. And I actually think it's going to have the reverse effect. I think what it's going to do is help people discover some of these legends in a new way. And then they're going to go dive deeper. I think, I hope so. I think it'll have the exact opposite effect of, of a digest. Um, and be, think of it like a, I, I almost look at it like a, a great compilation, right? Um, of music, like say this, the blues happens. This happens to me all the time. I love the blues and there'll be, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll buy a CD because I really dig two or three of the songs and I haven't heard of three or four of the artists and I'll discover one or two new artists. And I'm like, Oh man, this guy's blows me away on this one track. And then I go buy, you know, his, sometimes their whole catalog, I go crazy. Right. And so, uh, and I'm always, that's when I look at those compilation discs. Like I go, ah, this is the this is the disc that turned me on to Walter Crudup or something, right? And, yes, and, yes. And, and so I think it's I think that's the service you're going to be providing beyond the obvious stuff. So I'm really excited about this, man. Um, Thank you. All right, Thank John, John Caples. I love just going through so, this list like this. Yeah, so Caples, you know, um, and again, I 
I, I what, what my problem there is that you know, and, and I'll tell this is like a real good secret for all of your copywriting buddies. There's a fifth edition out that is not worth buying. Yes. Um, the guy who wrote the fifth edition changed a lot of stuff. So you have to go back and get the fourth edition, which I just got another copy of it mm-hmm. uh, used. It wasn't that super expensive, um, it's but the, it's the, the book Tested Advertising Methods. And Capels lived between 1900 and 1990, lived to be 90 years old. Um, and I'd say he was the father of testing. I don't know if he invented A-B list testing, but he really understood it and measurability. Uh, and again, I think all of these guys, and specifically David Ogilvy, who we'll talk about in a minute, is, you know, they're all kind of like general advertisers trapped in direct marketers' bodies or something like that. Or, mm-hmm. no, they're direct marketers trapped in general advertising bodies. Because mm-hmm. back then, you know, the Mad Men, right, and anybody who's watched Mad Men, you know, that was advertising. You know, let's do let's do an image ad that feels great and hopefully we'll sell more Lucky Strike cigarettes. And yeah. these guys did not, I mean, that's why I hated the title so much, and so did Dan Kennedy. Um, and I couldn't fight with the publisher enough about it. But, um, you know, I think they're, you know, because it's entrepreneur press, their list understands the word advertising a lot more than marketing and direct marketing. But I made sure in my preface and wherever I could to talk about these guys in the context of they were slaves to measurability, even though there was no direct marketing, there was no terminology for it. And so I'm just astounded you know, that people don't study these guys more because to understand direct marketing before it was even invented is kind of cool to me. And yeah. so I'm, I'm just a, you know, Capels is one of those guys that um, is just um, really worth studying. We have a lot of good stuff in the book. Again, I, I tried to, everything I did in the book that I edited that felt like it should be either numbered or bulleted in a list of things to follow, I did. And we have a few things on Capels in the book around that. Um, That ended up being my biggest role in the book. I mean, writing the preface and then kind of editing it in a way so that it becomes incredibly usable. So people can take this book, apply it to what they're doing online today, and realize that a lot of this stuff was invented before them, believe it or not, um, but not to say that we want to go back and, you know, do direct mail over the Internet. That's not the point. The point is that these are, you know, these are these are eternal truths, as my buddy Perry Marshall always likes to say. Yeah. So, you know, and so, again, now you know why I hated the title and why Dan Kennedy hated the title is because it, it kind of it, it's it was smelling like it's about general advertising and general advertisers. So I needed to explain both in my preface and I'll explain to the listeners now that this really is a book about the first direct marketers. It really is. Yeah, love it. And I want to put out the uh, URL at, uh, where you want to go, thelegendsbook.com. Uh, the book is released uh, October 11th is the launch date. And so uh, if you're hearing this here on Monday, October 10th, you got to sit tight for one more night. Uh, but, Actually, they don't. They oh, don't. No. Actually, I think no, they don't. They they would be able to. Um, we have the page up um, as of like September first. Oh, you do. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. So, um, but and if if it's a pre order, all they have to, it, the whole thing is set up on thelegendsbook.com for them to um, you know go directly to wherever they want to buy the book, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, wherever. Opens a new window, comes back to that window. They send us an email. 
and we're going to talk about the bonuses that I'm yes. putting on the back end of this, um, especially for your guys. The bonus and king. And so, yeah, it's incredible swipe file. We'll talk about swipe files in a minute. But the um, so the, they'll be able to, you know, at least pre-order and then get all the bonuses almost immediately, you know, an immediate download. So, okay, great. so that's going to be pretty cool. So don't wait a minute longer. <laughs> but the, but the but the first book ship on the 11th is that correct? That is, yeah, that is I think Amazon yeah. Amazon said that it goes live October 11th. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Okay, great. So no reason not to pre-order right away. And again, uh, tons more cool bonuses waiting for you from from Brian at thelegendsbook.com. All right, so let's talk about Mr. Ogilvy. Yeah, so Ogilvy um, again, he is the ultimate. You know the. Uh, you know, direct marketer trapped in a general advertiser's body. Yeah. Um, his years of, of his life were 1911 to 1999. One of the bonuses, we have bonus videos on that site as well, besides the swipe file and some other stuff, which we'll talk about. But we got, we found all these videos from Ogilvy. I mean, a lot of them were, 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 you know, they're public domain videos, but putting them all in one place, I thought would be a really cool thing to do for people. And one of them is an interview he did on the Letterman show, which was really cool. Oh, wow. Um, obviously, you know, in the 90s uh, before he died. And, um, you know, I think the beauty of Ogilvy was, you know, Ogilvy on advertising, one of the classic books. Um, you know, he also did Confessions of an Advertising Man. Mm -hmm. uh, just great, great reads. Those are good reads. Those are not snooze reads. Those are those are good reads. But again, we got the best of Ogilvy into our book. Um, does a lot about the big idea, a lot about studying the competitor's products and how you do surveys. You know, our buddy Ryan Levesque, you know, um, I'm sure would say that there's some influence somewhere in his life from David Ogilvy. In fact, Ryan did a blurb for the book. Um, I, I, you saw the list of people who blurbed the oh, book. Yeah. It was like it was like both current people and, and greats from the past, which was kind of cool. Absolutely. Uh, we got Ben Savenga, we got Abraham, but then we got Levesque and Walker, you right. know. And, yeah, and... and Craig, yeah. right, Craig, 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 Greg Renker, yeah, Jeff Walker, Perry Marshall, you know, the, the people who are still blazing new trails today. And then you got guys like Legends, uh, Denny Hatch, uh, in, uh, my man John Carlton, Joe Polish, who I don't know what he does, but. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Joe, you know, uh, we haven't gotten to Halbert yet, but, you know, he, he credits Halbert for, oh, yeah. you know, Go, from making him go from a dead broke carpet cleaner to who he is today. That's right. He he does very very openly and has taught a lot of Gary stuff. So let's, he has. Um, okay, great. So uh, so man, um, I, we could have a whole series of episodes on this topic alone, and no one would ever get bored. Let's have you talk about Eugene Schwartz. So Schwartz is the only one of the six that I knew really well. I met Halbert. Halbert will be the six. We'll talk about. Um, but Schwartz was, uh, G Gene Schwartz was a mentor of mine. He, um, the person I knew the best, there's a lot of anecdotal stuff, not an anecdotal, there's a lot of anecdotes and stories in the book about my relationship with Gene, um, which, you know, Craig was kind enough. I think one of the reasons why he wanted me on this project too, is that he knew I would interject some of my personal experience with Gene Schwartz. Mm. Gene lived between 1927 and 1995. Um, definitely the only one that I went, I actually was at his funeral. Um, and you know what they said about Gene Schwartz, right? He didn't write copy, he assembled it. Um, he was the guy that, he didn't invent the fascination, you know, the, the, 
the, the bullet point with the page numbers and all of that. Mm-hmm. But boy, did he perfect it. And, you know, a lot of the people who are listening to this, a lot of people in Copy Chief, you know, have followed the work of of a lot of those fascination writers. And, you know, I grew up with it. It was Gene Schwartz. It was our guy, Mel Martin. Um, mm-hmm. In Mel Martin, actually, it was for him, it was Ralph Ginsburg, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but Gene and Gene was just so good at that. He a um, couple of quick things I'll say about Gene. I mean, obviously, Breakthrough Advertising, written in 1966, not one word has been changed from the original. Uh, he, I, I have like very few copies left in inventory, and I'm getting, I'm going to go to reprint an order soon because I'll have the rights, hopefully, for the next 15 years minimum. Awesome. And it's probably the most important book ever written on copy, creative human behavior, which we've talked about in past uh, podcasts. And not one word has been changed from the 1966 edition. It's 100% relevant. And I think Paris Lampropoulos always says, you know, anybody who writes copy as a copy cub for him, they have to read chapters one to three of Breakthrough Advertising, you know, a dozen times before he will even talk to them. Oh, yeah. And and just game-changing stuff. And we told – we in, in the um, in the book, we tell, you know, his basic – you know, his, his – his, his, how he wrote copy – with the egg timer and 33 minutes, 33 seconds and how we always get up and there was no such thing as writer's block. And it, it, you know, it's not, and, and I wrote a blog post about Gene that I called it. It's not always about the money and Gene, let's go back to what we started with in this conversation about the truth about marketing and why marketing is so important for every copywriter to understand. Gene understood that lists were probably the most important thing in any direct mail campaign. And so what Gene, I, I think, I'm, I don't know if I told your group this story, but I've told this story many times and I just blogged about it recently, that Gene used to write, Gene had a little company of his own called Instant Improvement, which was a book publishing company, small little health books, kind of weird stuff like the Tao of Sexology and how to rub your stomach away and all kinds of like Chinese medicine Right. in a time when Chinese medicine was kind of radical. Now right. he'd be much more mainstream. So... Gene had this little company, and yet he's writing copy for Boardroom. He's writing copy for Rodale. And Rodale and Boardroom probably had the two largest health book buyer lists on the market. How does Gene get to mail Boardroom and Rodale lists for his little instant improvement? Easy. Gene writes copy for Boardroom. That becomes control after control. Gene writes copy for Rodale, which becomes control after control. And instead of getting paid for the copy, which we would have paid him you know, 30 to 50,000 bucks per package, I'm sure. He said, no, 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 I don't want any cash. I would like to get 750,000 names from your database selected. And actually, I was the in-house list manager. So I actually did custom selects for Gene out of the boardroom database. So he got 750,000 names for every package he wrote for us. And just do the math. I did this on a previous interview. You know, he mails 750,000 names for his little instant improvement company, right? Mm-hmm. Let's do the math right now, Kev. Mm-hmm. 750,000. His books were very low price, so let's call it let's call it that he gets a 2% response rate. Mm-hmm. So now he's selling 15,000 books from mailing those names and I'm guessing he'll get like 20 bucks a book at the time um, for or that's $300,000. I wasn't going to pay him $300,000 mm-hmm. to write a package. Not only that, Gene understood the value of lifetime value. Mm-hmm. So then Gene knew that it wasn't the 300000 It was that if he sold the Tao of Sexology, he was going to cross-sell and upsell the rest of his books. 
So that 300,000 quickly could become a half a million. And lo and behold, guess who got to rent his list on the market for a hundred bucks a thousand? <laughs> oh, instant improvement. Yeah. So, you know, for a guy who was a copywriter or at least labeled as one, yeah. Isn't that incredible? Like he Sharp understood business, direct mm -hmm. marketing at that level. Yeah, yeah. And man, I tell you, it, this again, keep in mind, this is a time when you're cross-selling, upselling uh, through the mail, through the mail. This is not, you know, compared to today, how we can instantly get basically overlord spy on somebody as they interact with our ads, right? This is right. all, this is all, you know, like like optimized guesswork um, back in, back in those days. What you guys had to do to to get to get started to to, to find out if something was going to work. Uh, amazing, and uh, the fact that you were so effective. I mean, two percent to to and plus you consider all the friction. You know, the letter comes in the mail. You got to get it from the mailbox. First of all, it's got to get to your mailbox. Hopefully the mailman didn't get lazy and dump it into a trash bin somewhere. Right. <laughs> Did you, you ever hear the story of, um, I have it in one of my products. I have a Bill Jamie, who's a great copywriter. Um, and Bill Jamie, you know, I have, his, I, have, I have the ultimate swipe file of Bill Jamie. Yeah. And there's a video in there of him presenting. And he tells this whole long story. I won't, I won't bore you with the whole story, but it's a cool story where he's sitting on an airplane next to somebody who pulls out a direct mail package that he wrote. Uh. And it was for like the New Yorker magazine or something. And he watches the person without telling them that he was the copywriter. Mm. He watches the guy like um, unveil, so to speak, the package, right? So Jamie goes, oh, he pulled out the sales letter. Of course, he went read the PS before he read the body of the letter. Mm. And then he went to the brochure and then he went to the lift letter. And then the moment of truth, he went to the order card. And he picked it up and he looked at it. He had a pen in his hand and I'm getting really excited. And then he folded up the order card. I'm figuring, okay, maybe he's putting it in the return envelope and he folds it up into a little square and he reaches up and he uses that, uses it, uses it as a toothpick um, <laughs> so that he can get the food out of his mouth from his meal that he just had on the plane. Oh, what a moment, what a moment in the copywriter's <laughs> life. First of all, what a gift. To be able yeah, to right. watch that unfold, to spy on that, but oh, what a crushing <laughs> yeah, isn't that funny? moment! I'm sure that made him a better writer in some way, but yeah. it did. It did. It gave him a great story for a video. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Okay, cool. So yeah, uh, we could go on, but that's I could I could talk about Gene by itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I said, I'm thinking of doing a course on Gene with oh, please Paris someday. So that'll oh, be really. Cool. I hope that happens, man. Uh, and I just got to tell you, somebody unveiled a, a new type of funnel to me. And it's really smart and it relies on technology. Um, and it's exciting to think about how, how much you can automate things. But really what it came down to, Brian, was just stages of awareness, right? And that's really all it was based on. It all goes back to these legends always. If you, if you know what these uh, happened to be all guys did uh, and, 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 the breakthroughs they had and capitalized on, uh, man, it's just, it's all the same. Just like Ken said, there is nothing new under the sun. It's everything, everybody who's making a lot of money and having success and impacting lives in a positive way on the internet is because directly because of these legends. Yeah. Didn't, um, I think Jeff Walker's, um, blurb for the book talked about how it's kind of like, it's all direct marketing, you know? Yeah. Um, 
I forgot what he, exactly he said, but it was something to the effect of, you know, when I figured out that everything I was doing was direct marketing. And, you know, PLF is, you know, product launch formula is, you know, in some respects, a copywriting course. And some respects, it's a list building course. And in some respects, it's a just a direct marketing course. And, you know, Jeff got that. Yeah. At a very young age, like um, said, yeah, in 1996, he quickly realized yep. that this was a direct uh, marketing business, not not an internet online thing. That's why it cracks me up when people say, "So, you, what do you, you build websites, right?" Yeah, that's what I do. I build websites. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the old story. You know, why would you call yourself an internet marketer and define yourself by a channel? My our buddy Michael Fishman always says that. Yeah, right. And um, you know, it's it's like be multi-channel, be multifaceted. You know, there's, there's no reason not to, that doesn't mean that everybody should do direct mail per se. I'm not saying that, but I am saying that there's just so much opportunity out there. And to, to think that there's only one way of doing things yeah. is just nuts. But I will say it direct response. Uh, I love that title because me too. I mean, that's, it's what it is. It, it's, it's, it's funny. You mentioned that Kev, because when we did the Titans of direct response event, it, it, it was going to be, you know, uh, when I was with Dan Kennedy planning, we talked about titans of direct marketing. I said, we can't do it because there's too many people in the Internet world that think direct marketing means direct mail. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Response. That's what it is. Uh, it, when people say, what is the difference between this and, and uh, traditional advertising? It's that you're directly looking for a response. And it, that's how it either worked or it didn't. P pretty simple. Exactly. Um, exactly. Okay, so now we're, here we are at, uh, at at the most recent legend, I suppose, um, Gary Halbert. Yeah, so Halbert was 1938. To two, he died in 2007. Hmm. So he got to see the Internet, although a lot of his best stuff is definitely related to direct mail. Um, and in the book, we were a little – it's funny. I think Kennedy gave me this advice. You know, He felt that a lot of the Halbert stuff was a little bit too direct mail oriented. So I did make some changes in the editing. But I still didn't mind because Gary is, was so brilliant. I mean, I don't know if people on, who are listening to this and people in your tribe think of him as sort of the godfather of copywriting, but certainly the godfather of modern copywriting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, his – I mean, I think there's a piece in the book about, you know, how Gary thought about headlines that is some of the most brilliant stuff. Um, you know, Gary, I, we owe so much to you know, every business problem can be solved with a great sales letter. Yeah. Um, the starving crowd, you know, he understood lists too. Um, my blog post this week, I'm hoping it to be um, something to the effect of um, when 41% is a majority. Mm. And what that means is people think I'm talking about the presidential election probably. Mm. But what I really mean there is that the 40-40-20 rule of 40% list, 40% offer, 20% creative being the model of, of a successful direct marketing, direct response campaign, I'm going to go 41% on list just so that offer can be 39 mm -hmm. and talk about the importance of lists and why, you know, going to the right audience can make up for a lot of mistakes in your creative and a lot of mistakes with your offer, whereas the opposite is not true. Go to the wrong list with the best creative and the best offer, you're not going to make any money at all. So Gary really understood that. You know, he... He did a whole, I think one of the videos in our giveaway, and now I'm giving away some more of the bonuses, but um, what, we, we do a, a bunch of Halbert videos, mm. and one of them talks specifically about buying lists, you know, and 
what's what's a copywriter talking about buying lists? Well, because without great lists, your copy is not going to you're not going to you're not going to make royalties. If 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 your client has no clue how to do list selection and segmentation, you're going to be writing copy and never get a control. Right. Yeah. And the other thing I love about Gary is that and, and you know this firsthand because, you know, you're kind of a. You know, you apprenticed a bit under John Carlton and Carlton apprenticed under Halbert. Mm -hmm. And there's so many people floating around. I mean, he was, became a, a contemporary. I mean, Carlton was a contemporary of Halbert's, too. But Halbert left in his wake, and I say that in a positive way, um, so many students who became world-class copywriters in their own right. Oh. And, you know, people would go, and he, 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 like, he perfected that whole thing about you know, to really become a world-class copywriter, you have to live it, breathe it. Um, you know, the whole idea of being the road dog that Carlton talks about and you talk about. Yeah. And Halbert had a series of road dogs. People, he had people living upstairs from his apartment for a year, a year at a time just to like soak up his wisdom and be his, I'm not going to say be his butler, but his copy butler. You know, <laughs> that's a very polite way. Yeah. 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 So but it yeah, was like, yeah, P people, we still learn a lot from Doberman Dan. Um, uh, uh, who's who's uh, Sam. Sam Markowitz. Yeah, Markowitz. Uh, Scott yeah. Haynes. Scott Haynes. Um, yep. Um, a, a good a friend of mine who built a hundred million dollar skincare company, Amit Suneha. Hmm. Um, they were all like these students of of Gary Halbert. So yeah. there's a lot of good stuff in the book about you know, some of his best teachings. And then, you know, again, I thought there was so much good video out there and I got some really rare stuff Man, that's that I, I was I, able to put I, into the giveaway package. Yeah, I've not seen a ton of, of Halbert video. Um, I've, I've heard that it's out there, but it's, it's just will not, now. not, not will readily now. available. Very exciting. Yeah, well, we found some rare stuff. I mean, thanks to Ken McCarthy, we got it from um, stuff he did at the System Seminar. And then I got one from Joe Polish that's just incredible. It's like an hour long. It's just you're mesmerized. I mean, if you're a copywriter or I mean, you've got to you've got to watch this video and it's it's free, you know, for people who buy the book. So so it's the legends the legends You go there, you order the book uh, however you want. Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble uh, or, or indie indie bound. That's cool. To support ind independent booksellers. Yeah, you can buy from any and there's a button and you, you, you go to that and then you come back with your receipt and then. And then we take the carrier. Yep. And then you uh, send it to bonus at thelegendsbook.com and then you get all these amazing bonuses. Um, cool. Well, so much more to talk about. Um, and uh, the other reason you said that uh, Kennedy was um, critical of the, the early drafts of the book when you sent it was that he felt there weren't enough examples uh, of the ads in the book. Can I share that? I just did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in fact, you know, it was too late to put them in by the time he said, and I, when I was reading the manuscript, I mean, we were talking about, you know, the great Capels ad, they laughed when I sat down at the piano, but when I started to play and, mm -hmm. you know, the classic Rolls Royce ad from uh, David Ogilvie, there were these classic ads and also stuff that you never would have thought about and, and Collier letters and all that kind of stuff and Halbert letters and Gene Schwartz packages. And I'm thinking, yeah, I mean, the book would have been a 600 page book, yeah. right? So it was too late. I mean, I knew that was a, a, a flaw in the book, but it was not the best way to get the book out to the marketplace. 
to start doing all of that research once Craig knocked on my door. So I did the next best thing. I said to Craig, you know, Dan's right and I feel the same way. We need to have a resource of great ads uh, from all of these six legends, ads, letters, things that we could do. So um, I, I went to my buddy, Lawrence Bernstein. He's infomarketingblog.com. The guy is one of the best archivists, if that's the word. Mm-hmm. Is that the right word? Sure. Oh. Let's make it that. Ar- archivist. Um, uh, he's the best guy at putting like shit together for, <laughs> for, uh, for, for, uh, for swipe files. Yeah. And so basically I said, you want to be part of this project, Lawrence? And he just jumped at the opportunity. Oh, yeah. Um, and so we put together, I think it's around 140 pages or so. And it's like basically and it's it's in you know, six specific chapters, you know, Claude Hopkins swipes, Capel swipes, Ogilvy swipes, Collier swipes, Halbert swipes, Schwartz swipes. And we compiled like some of the best ads, stuff that we could find on each of them and put them into this one swipe file, which is giveaway number one when you buy the book. So at least I know everybody who buys the book will be able to go to thelegendsbook.com and be able to you know, start, you know, uh, get this swipe file. So when I told Dan I did that, he was feeling a lot better about me. You know, he, <laughs> did, he didn't, he didn't disown me. Um, and I uh, felt really good about it. Craig, of course, felt great about it. So that's, that's giveaway number one. Then, yeah. you know, I felt like, well, anything, we should just talk for a second about the importance of swipes. Yeah. And I'm going to say, uh, I, I totally get where he was coming from, but it would have been such a huge. It would have been almost more like a, a lesson book at that point. Sure, it'd be it'd be convenient to have them right there, but then you have to choose okay, how many can we fit in and these things, right? Like I kind of like this better because it's a companion and it keeps the book, you know, a straight read and to me makes me want to go look at these swipes even more. And I like the fact that people have to take that extra bit of effort to go get the swipe in front of them because in yeah. this case and, I, don't, I don't think it's friction that's going to keep them from it i think it's sort of adding to the desire to make them appreciate when they finally get that ad in front of their eyes you know we yeah, well, the beauty of it too kev is that you know they'll be able to download it i mean i'm a hard copy guy so i print it like i printed every ben savenga bullet on the web and yeah. put it in a binder clip and that's my ben savenga book right yeah, yeah. so I think people can, you know, the idea that they could get it, this one PDF of all these ads, then print it, that becomes a, a resource, you know, like a reference tool. And then the book, by not having the ad, I mean, I'm now making excuses, obviously, so Dan will like me still. <laughs> so, but, but it's sort of like that the, then the book becomes just a really good reference tool yeah. based on the lists and the checklists and all that kind of stuff. And so in a way, as you said, it, it doesn't cloud, it doesn't like clutter the book up. Although I got to tell you, when you're reading the book and it's like, you know, David Ogilvy is going nutso over his, you know, Rolls Royce head, you know, the classic Rolls Royce head, the, the loudest thing you'll hear in this Rolls Royce is the electric clock. Right. And, uh, and actually, uh, Ogilvy, when he was on Letterman, uh, said, yeah, that was really funny. Cause we got a letter from somebody that said, so when are you going to fix the clock? <laughs> so, but you know the idea of having those those ads in the in the in the in a PDF, I think, will be really cool. So downloadable, printable. Yeah, it's a market uh, pride, and here's how easy it is: you go to like FedEx.com or whatever it is, Kinkos, however that's you know, 
uh, labeled now. And you can literally do it online. You load up the PDF. And here's what I always do. I get the nice plastic cover and the nice spiral bound. And like you said, you got this beautiful little book and you're way cooler than anybody else who owns the advertising solution and hasn't printed out their swipe file. So there you right, go. Right. It's a badge of I, honor. I, and, yeah. And not only that, uh, you know, let, let's talk about how copywriters, and I'm sure you've talked about this with your tribe before, but how copywriters should be using swipe files. They're not to steal, but they're to steal smart. You know, we talk about, you know, stealing is a felony and stealing smart is an art. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always tell the story of like a buddy of mine um, in a, in a foreign country, I won't give it away, where he basically took like a Max Sackheim line, which was, do you make these mistakes in English, which was for a language program in 1920-something, and he wrote, do you make these mistakes in internet marketing as a subject line, and had his highest open rate. I only bring that up because that's stealing smart, and I've used a lot of like copy platforms in the boardroom stuff that I did over the years you know, what no one ever told you when blank, we sort of invented. And, you know, then Kevin Trudeau went on TV with it and then everybody used it. And so, you know, those kinds of copy platforms come out of studying swipes. And so, you know, the value, and that's why I gave away so many swipes at my Titans event. I gave away the 30 best packages boardroom ever mailed because it was worth, you know, over a billion pieces of mail. So, yes, those packages did work. And then there were so many different great headlines and platforms that you can adapt to almost any product or service without just, you know, ripping it off. Right. Yeah. Again, it's that and that's where you develop that critical thinking that John Carlton always talks about and uh, Ben Savanga always talked about. It, it, it's not hand copying the ad or it's not just studying a control. It's then asking, why did this work? And what's maybe one thing I would try uh that's different to see if it would convert even better it's it's right that's that's when you become great you know yeah i love swipes so that's the big giveaway number one the giveaway number two of the videos that we talked about so we're going to get we we went and compiled now some of them are available i'm sure you can find some of them on youtube some of them are not um but we figured let's get as many videos as we can obviously we couldn't get videos of the guys who were much older um, there were, you know, those are, those are not only hard to find, they don't exist. Um, <laughs> extremely rare, extremely rare, non-existent. <laughs> um, so we got videos of, of, uh, of Gary Halbert. And as I said, they're from the system seminar and they're actually in these five minute, uh, clips. So they're really good. They're, they're right on the page. So when you, you know, there's a resource, once you buy the book and come back and get the re- get access to the resource page. You know, the videos are right there um, and you can keep going back to the page forever and, you know, unlimited use. And so we've got like the compilation of I think it's six Halbert videos, five of them from the system seminar. And then the sixth one is this hour long video that Joe Polish gave me. Um, and then we have a Gene Schwartz video, which I did give away at the Titans event, which is him presenting at Rodale Press, which is phenomenal. Um, and then there's another six videos of David Ogilvy, um, which we went and really wanted to have them all like the best ones we could find and put them all in one place. And it, that includes the Letterman spot, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So um, so all of those videos, that's giveaway number two. And then um, giveaway number three is something that, you know, my buddy Bob Bly uh, gave us permission for, which I thought was fantastic. 
he created a version of scientific advertising by Claude Hopkins that's a um, annotated and illustrated version. Mm. And so the third giveaway is a downloadable PDF of that, which you could print as well. Uh, I have that on my shelf in a binder clip as well. And then, so that's the third big giveaway. And then Craig has, Craig Simpson has another, like, I think five special reports of tidbits from the legends that, you know, didn't make it into the book, like things that, you know, he even wanted to add. So this resource page is cool. And we're going to keep adding to it. So once, then you bookmark the page after you download all these goodies, and then we keep sending you stuff. And, you know, through my blog and Craig's blog, which you'll be signing up for at the same time, which is no waste of time, I hope. Um, my blog is kind of fun and uh, Craig does great, great tips. So, and we'll continue to like send people to this resource page, you know, as we find stuff. I mean, maybe I will get a rare video of, of Claude Hopkins when there was no video. I just don't know. Yeah. Fantastic. Wow. It's exciting. I'm kidding. I don't think I'll ever see. I don't think I'll get a video. It'll be, well, you know what? Hey, Bigfoot's out there, right? (laughs) I'm not giving up hope, man. I won't give up hope either. <laughs> All right, and so let's get to the, uh, the the classic manuscript of scientific advertising. That is the that's the one you mentioned that Bob Bly created. Yeah, yeah, it's annotated and illustrated, so it's got notes in it. It's got it's really cool and it's really easy to read. It's it's really fun. Yeah, it's really good. Really that's great. Good. Bob Bly, one of the most prolific writers on the planet. It's amazing how many books that guy's written. Uh, I think it's like 88 or something like that. I want to say that one of them is the the history of hot dogs. Yeah, right. Exactly. He yeah. likes baseball, too. I've gone to baseball games with Bob. But but Bob, uh, he hated going with me because, of course, I only watch the umpires when I go. <laughs> you criticize so Bob, like, like their call style and that kind of thing? Yeah, call style, the rotation. <laughs> I was like explaining like why the, why the first base umpire was making a call at home plate based on the rotation. He's like he's looking at me and going, but a run scored. Why do I care about that? <laughs> You know? <laughs> and so Bob would, um, Bob, I think his, I, he wrote the copywriter's handbook. I mean, he wrote some great stuff. Yeah, sure. I remember. So back, this, yeah. this was a labor of love, I think, to do this, uh, this scientific advertising. And I was so pleased when he said we could, we could offer it as That's one awesome. of the books. Yeah. Who, who even knew that was out there? Awesome. So again, it's the You come here, you click one of these, uh, options to buy the book and then you, uh, mail your receipt to bonus at thelegendsbook.com and what comes back at you is a treasure trove of direct response uh, goodness, swipe files rare videos in this cool ass classic manuscript of scientific advertising that is uh, illustrated, annotated with the help of Bob Bly so uh, Brian, man, really excited for this I think it's going to do extremely well Um, and uh, man, you just keep you know, contributing in huge ways, not only to uh, our group here in Copy Chief and our listeners, but to the industry in general. And this is why you're so highly regarded as, you know, you're not a legend. You're a guy who takes, uh, well, you are a legend, but what I love about what you do is you bring all those principles uh, to, to everything that works today. You're hip to everything going on today from Levesque's Ask stuff to what Stu McLaren's up to with memberships. I mean, you know, you're in masterminds with these guys. These guys come to you for advice. And I just, I appreciate you, man, and, and how much you, you're you able to flawlessly 
you know, combine these worlds for the for the biggest impact. Well, thank you so much, Kev. That means a lot coming from you. And just so you know, the way I view that that concept using Levesque and McLaren and Jeff Walker as an example is that, you know, I always feel like I got the golden ticket hmm. because they know, hey, this guy's got 35 years experience. Let's let him in the room. <laughs> and so, I mean, I'm there. I'm participating. I'm doing what I can do. But, you know, and you know, because you've you've participated with those guys. In fact, we had a great dinner with yeah. with Vivek and Stu in New York um, um, not not too long ago. And, you know, what I learned from those guys and from Jeff is just, you know, it's it's like it be, you become a student for life. And that really is where I'm at. And I really appreciate you saying because it is my 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 life's mission at the moment to, you know, be that bridge that connects, you know, all of this, since most of the people I grew up with in direct marketing in the 80s and 90s are either, you know, dead figuratively or dead literally um, because they just gave up. And I went the other way and said, look, this is going to be intimidating for me. It still is. Mm. You know, when I watched the dexterity with which, you know, people like Ryan Levesque and, and Stu McLaren and, and Jeff Walker navigate, you know, Russell Brunson, Ryan Dice. I mean, I, I look up to these guys and they're all, you know, some of them are half my age. Mm-hmm. And so... I'm like, I'm marveling at what they're doing. And if I can contribute in some way to what they do, I mean, how great is that for someone like me? So I just want you to know how much I value it. You know, the book, this book is not, you know, at 17 or 20 bucks a a copy. I mean, there's no money to be made, um, which is not what it's about. I'm not going to, I'm not losing money. I'm I'm just losing a lot of time, you know, which is not losing because I'm, I'm sending out these treasures to people. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, my long-term goal is to get more people in my tribe, like you get a little more people in your tribe and spread the word some more. And, you know, we'll give the extra tease here about Copy Chief. You know, anybody who's listening who's not a member of Copy Chief, you're nuts. Um, and you didn't ask me to do that commercial. <laughs> um, and the, and one of the reasons is that you and I are kind of joined at the hip. We're going to do, probably do a live event maybe late next year. And, you know, the idea of kind of bringing together uh, the truth about marketing to copywriters, which is, you know, both of our missions. And the other piece that we're going to do is that, you know, beyond just a job fair, which I'm not, you know, that's not what we're talking about. I'm looking to take all of my best clients who need great copywriters who are passionate in particular niches, and I'm going to bring them to Copy Chief and give Mm -hmm. Copy Chief first dibs at maybe being the copywriter who could get gigs through some of the best clients that I work with. And that's a big, that's a big deal. I think it is. Um, yeah. I, love, I wouldn't I, just hire anybody. No, absolutely. And I know you and I both take it very seriously, like who we recommend. And that's part of the uh, difficulty is that how many people can we have in our pool of recommended resources, writers, and that goes both ways for companies too. Not everybody who comes to you or me asking for copywriters is someone we feel totally comfortable recommending copywriters to. Um, so we're both very picky about who, how we connect people. And it's it's a huge task because everybody's still sort of fumbling around in the dark trying to trying to find each other. So, man, I tell you, whenever whenever I tell anybody about our concept for the live event, they just go nuts. In fact, I, I know. was just telling Ben Settle the other day, and he was like, "Dude, I, I want a ticket right now. I will, I will buy." Yeah, no, we're we're gonna do. It. We just we just needed a little more time to yeah. let all of this cook a little bit more. Yeah, we want to get um, it right, but- and uh, it, it, it's a lot of lot of decisions behind it. But um, let's, yeah, and I appreciate that, dude. Uh, and you know, 
Um, let's talk a little bit. Do you want to tease that? Like, like who are these companies? I know you don't, you're not going to say the companies, but, you know, talk about the criteria briefly for, for you. Like what, because here's the thing, if you're listening to this and you're, and you're getting, I used to get tingles when I first started discovering direct response copywriting, right? I, I, I my, my skin, my hair would stand up, you know, and I, I still, I get goosebumps because it's just such a, it's, a, it's such a unique pocket in our, in our world of, of business. And it's, it's also exciting because this knowledge is out there. You can just go nuts and you can learn it and then you start implementing it and it gets much more challenging, but much more rewarding. And it's just damn exciting is what it is. And if you're somebody who just, you, you want to be a great copywriter and you want to learn more about how the, how do the numbers work? How do, how do these funnels work? Uh, and you want to go and learn it. The best way to learn is by diving feet first in with some of these big players, these companies, and they're all looking for writers. Um, and so this is an amazing opportunity uh, but, you know, Brian, I know there's two sort of sides of this. One is, how does somebody know when they're actually ready to uh, apply to some of these opportunities? And uh, when should somebody not hold back if they're thinking they're not ready? That's a great question. I think that the, the ones that we're going to post for this first thing, and again, you know, you and I both said in our podcast together that, you know, the last thing we want to do is be a headhunter for copywriters. <laughs> but right. we, 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 we realize that being this matchmaker at a very deep level is kind of a responsibility that we probably should take on. Yeah. So what what I would say to your question about, you know, who dives in, who doesn't, to me, it's about passion, first and foremost, for the category. You know, it's funny. I used to talk about, you know, the seven things that I look for in a world-class copywriter, like yeah. who's the next going to be the next Gary Bensavenga or the next Jim Rutz. It, you know, they, they all had certain characteristics. In fact, if people want to go to my blog page, it's briankurtz.me slash blog, and then just do a search called, um, you may not know it when you see it. You may not know it when you see it. I have a search bar in there. And that's the blog I did that says these are the seven characteristics. Number seven is showing me your sample work, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, cause it's all these other things. So to know you're ready, you need to do some of those other things. You need to show that you really understand direct marketing at a deep level. You need to show that you have a passion for category blank, whatever that is, but based on pr previous work that you did that, you know, I want to write for the music industry and you're in the music industry. I want to write for financial publishing because I used to be a stockbroker, you know, whatever the, whatever the, that, that reason is you want to be able to show that um, this is, these are the reasons I'm, I'm trying to go right to your question. You know, when do you know you're ready? Yeah. You know, having a full blown package written in that category, even if it didn't work, but that you're really proud of, mm. that's cool yeah. for me. You know, so the ones that I'll be posting on, I mean, two of them are financial uh, oriented investment, you know, but, but again, People with no experience understanding the financial business or having never done research there need not apply. You can't. You must be at a certain level. Another one that I'm posting is for a immersion language program in Latin America. And in that one, you know, the way that I describe it is you don't apply for that unless you really have some experience writing to millennials because that's a whole different mindset, languaging, 
um, you know, how Ramit Sethi writes to his audience versus how, you know, David Deutsch writes to the boardroom audience. I mean, it's it's so different and you want to be ready for that. But you got to show that you're, you know, why, what's the reason why I should trust you with my tribe? Why should, why should I trust you writing to this audience? So that's another one. Another one is a uh, an online marketer in the health space, but it's in, a you know, a, um, in, in, in severe illness. And so, you know, again, what would what would really turn me on? Well, someone who's written a little bit, but also um, I'll make it up. I'm a former um, intensive care nurse and I, I became a copywriter and that's the one category I want to write with in the most. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm shortcutting a little bit there. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think one of the other one, one two, there's, there's, there's at least five or six that we're going to post. And these are like some of my best clients. So there's no way that I'm going to, I'm going to recommend any amateurs to them. Right. So if to know you're ready, you, you know, qualify under some category called, I know this category. I know this audience. I can show you I know this audience. Here's my writing in that category. It hasn't been. It hasn't worked yet because I haven't written for a big person, a big mailer yet, or a big promoter, big marketer. But it's some really good shit because yeah. I'm really proud of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. This is why I'm proud of it. Yeah, yeah. Show the passion, the thinking behind it. Right. That's exactly. that goes such. That's a great point, Matt. Goes such a go such a long way, and that's what I mean about somebody not hesitating if they don't have numbers yet or they're not you know they, they haven't had some sort of stamp of approval that you have arrived as a copywriter show some passion show that you're willing to do the work uh just say here's where i am and i'm, I'm excited about this exactly uh, dan ferrari tells a great story about when he first uh started working with um uh, money map uh they he tanked he tanked and uh, he, for whatever reason, they saw enough in his writing to go, oh, let's give the kid another chance. I think there's something here. And it paid off very, very well for them. But, you know, um, it, it, so just know that the intangibles can take you a long way. And just, damn it, do the work. There is, there is if you're looking for easy money, man, forget about it. You're, no, you're no this, is not, this is no easy button. I think you know, I think I think um, if you want, I'll, you know, you can have the blog post. If, I think it's a really valuable one for your audience. We did the million dollar copywriter one. But the one that's, you know, you, 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 you may not know it when you see it is one of those that I'm I'm proud of because I got it in writing. You know what I what I saw that it was kind of based on the AWAI speech I did that intimidated yeah. everybody. Yeah, um, I love it. I, I, it's, it's epic post and it's something every copywriter needs to read. And uh, Brian Kurtz dot me uh, forward slash blog. I, I will um, I will include that specific post in the show notes, Brian. That would be great. And I think, you know, one of the things as far as um, um, as far as like, you know, uh, now that we're at the end of this. But, you know, this this uh, interview was about my book and it was about the giveaways for the book and getting your folks excited about the book. But the fact I, we're talking about this as well. You know, I definitely want people to know whether it's a it's not an open loop. It's a closed loop. But we closed it at the end, um, <laughs> you know, but but letting people know that we did, you know, riff a bit about some more about what you and I are most passionate about as far as the next generation of great copywriters. And I would just love to make sure that people will listen to this. Hopefully they're listening still at this point in the interview because we promoted it properly to say this was about the book. It was about something really important, but it was also about you know, their future. And then anybody who's listening, 
again, who's not a, a member of Copy Chief, who's wants to take the next step, you know, go, go, <laughs> yeah. join Copy Chief. Yeah, I love that. You know, uh, it sounds planned, but I'm looking, I'm on your site now and it says recent comments. And I'm proud to say that uh, three of the people in your recent comments are people I've coached. So oh, that's great. That, that's, that's, that, that makes me feel great. That, that tells that, you a lot, right? Yeah. That, yeah. That they're studying all the right stuff. <laughs> well, not only that, you and I are so simpatico on yeah. where we're going, even though we have different skill sets. So it's really cool. Yeah. It's awesome. All right. All right. Let's not sicken people with our love fest, Brian. Yeah. Uh, right. Right. <laughs> ah, you're a jerk. You're a jerk. Oh, <laughs> cheap. He's cheap. Never. He's got alligator arms. Never. Bites <laughs> <him>. uh, <laughs> so the legends book.com. Ah, man, I really enjoyed this in, I couldn't be more excited uh, for this book. 100% uh, sincerely. Uh, shouldn't have Thanks, to Jeff. qualify that. But after talking through it with you and man, like I said, it, 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 yes, it, it, it's, you can look at it like a cool checklist and sort of a, a condensed version of what you need to know from these legends. But I'm sure it's going to have the great effect of making you want to dive really deep and sort of like binge learn from these legends that you may have overlooked a little bit. So um, again, it's thelegendsbook.com. You go there, you buy the book, you send Brian and his team the receipt and you get back all this, this amazing swipe file, all these great and rare videos from the legends and uh, this cool illustrated annotated version of scientific, uh, not scientific advertising, but um, uh, yeah, scientific advertising. Correct. Yeah, okay. definitely. Yeah, scientific. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Awesome. So go get it while it's hot and I uh, appreciate you, Brian. I can't wait for number four, buddy. Thank you. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Truth About Marketing podcast. If you like this show and you think other people would like this show, the best way to spread the word is by reviewing and rating the show in iTunes. Just log in, click review, leave a big old fat five-star review, and let everybody know that you dig the show so that they can dig it too. To get all the links and resources we mentioned on today's episode, please go to copychief.com forward slash TAM, as in truth about marketing. And if you'd like to uh, learn more about how you can improve your sales copy with uh, templates, formulas, coaching, feedback, or hiring a pro, do all that on the inside of the members area of copychief.com. And I will look for you there. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.